The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we of course have with us my favorite person and yours, my co-host, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hello, hello, and what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about Hollywood getting upset again. Um, no, oh, so we're talking to start so, off. Yeah, about what? There's been at least 148 things so far this week. Yeah, it's been a special <laughs> but essentially, um, we're going to talk a little because I had someone write in and ask the dis- difference between Disney and Pixar, mm-hmm. um, which really rolls up to Pixar's way more exclusive, but we can get into that. The first thing we're going to talk about is uh, Scarlett Johansson and uh, cultural appropriation and a whole bunch of pissed off people because she's playing. Um, is it, isn't this gender appropriation at this in this this sense? this is gender appropriation but she already got is, that even a thi- is that a thing i don't is that a thing really is that a thing she's playing a character that uh, that was born a woman but then became a man man uh so she's got half of it i mean look I, I don't actually see a problem the problem they were having mm-hmm. was the entire film was tone deaf it's not just Scarlett Johansson. Oh, we're, we're talking about the... Uh, uh, now we're talking about Ghost in the Shell, which was... Race, no, no, no. Now we're talking about Rub and Tug. Rub and Tug. Okay. Yeah. Two, of my, two of my favorite words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we won't go into that one because I'm pretty sure law enforcement is learning, listening. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? You know, it's one of those days. But, uh, you know, I'm not... Yeah, I just want to rush right out and see a movie about, a, about somebody who... Uh, Owned a bunch of massage uh, Paul, parlors in the seventies. I believe it. I'm pretty sure it's you, but uh, like I said, I'm not. You'd have to put Scarlett Johansson in it for people to want to go see it, because that's what Scarlett Johansson does. It's not whitewashing; it's starwashing. That has always been my point from the very, very beginning. You know, if if there was enough, if say I was producing the. Uh, Mother Teresa or Rosa Parks story, and if Scarlett wanted to do it, I'd consider it. And am I alone? Okay, okay, summer dropped. So, uh, all right. So I'll just, I'll just rant on this whole thing, guys. Okay, first of all, this is my opinion, not necessarily the opinion of Summers. Does everybody just have Sorry, to be out? Sorry, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> are you still? Did you? Are you back? I'm back. It's we're Good. running around and. Being on the road, I can't hear half of what's going on. Fair um, enough. I just went off on the whole, like, this is not whitewashing, this is starwashing thing. So, you know, it's like, you'd have to put Scarlett Johansson in a movie in that subject matter for me to want to go run out and see it. You know, I think the problem is the people are having it. Uh, they could have used a trans actor. But mm. I personally know a lot of trans actors that play, you know, characters that aren't trans. 
Yeah. So I don't see... I understand the concern because there aren't a whole lot of roles for transactors. Right. But on the other hand, transactors just play people. So, and I think when we get to a point that people don't feel like they need to fight for roles like that, it will be better. The problem with it being Scarlett Johansson is she's already gotten in trouble for uh, washing go- that role she did. The ghost in the, the shell, the, the, yeah. The, Where the she script was note playing said, a robot. A robot that had a Japanese woman's consciousness put into it. You know? that, that wasn't the problem. The problem with that, and it really hit at the box office, Mm. was the script notes for uh, the CG artist said uh-huh. make her look more Asian. Eh, it was just somebody trying to overcompensate. It's a, again, <laughs> it's, an an, it's, it's, it's an anime movie, you know? It's like, oh, uh, okay, maybe we should... Well, uh, you know, somebody was clearly tone deaf, deaf, and those notes weren't put out by Scarlett Johansson. Hansen, but, uh, oh, it was, yeah. We get, there are notes from executives, and this might screw me in the time, sometimes they're stupid. You know, somebody, somebody in this town said, is there any way the movie could be titled Being Tom Cruise? You know? Did we lose you again? No, I'm just, I'm just trying to think it through. I'm like, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to argue with your script notes from executives being stupid. I they can't. can be. They they can be. You know what I'm saying. They are. No, they they are. Every note I've ever given on a project is because I want to get name talent in there, or I want to get a product in there. Nothing yeah. is for the betterment of the project. It's always for financial reasons. Because my biggest, the person I look after most, is the investor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only person not, that I think would be a viewer. better choice than Scarlett Johansson might be what Jennifer Lawrence, because she's got more star power. Yeah, I think more people more people go out to go see a Jennifer Lawrence movie. You just look at the numbers. Then a Scarlett Johansson. They, it's a little. They do the the biggest one is still Angelina Jolie, which is irritating because she's a real bitch. But um, <laughs> she hasn't been. When was the last time she starred in a movie? Movie. It's been a oh, while. She hasn't. She's hiding because she's getting old. Well, she's directing now too. Yep. But she's yeah. too busy. She's she's doing um, Maleficent two in Europe right now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, no. She's she's kind of a walking cartoon character as it is. So you know, I'm going with real bitch. But okay, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't like her. But I'll take your word for it. Okay. Well, she seems like, like a it. perfectly you know, nice, respectable sociopath. You know, so there we go. Yes, <laughs> that's that's right. I don't like her as a human being. Um, I do like the attention she brings to some of her causes, but as a person, I don't like her. Um, now, there's that. There's the old expression, well-behaved women seldom make history. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite sayings. But right. sometimes I do find myself saying women need to be better behaved. I think there, needs, one to of them. Be, I think there needs to be like a caveat, and this goes for anybody. You know, uh, uh, what, what do you say the quote was? Well-behaved women seldom make history, but try not to be an asshole. Just saying. You think that's? I, I agree. I think people miss that you get more work just being a nice guy. Uh-huh. Like I hire people just because they're nice people, and I know I'm going to have no bullshit on set. I'm going to have no drama. I'm going to have no problems because they're just decent humans. Mm-hmm. That makes a big difference. 
Yeah, but I mean, the nice filmmakers, you know, nice people don't always become good filmmakers. So, you know, so that's that's kind of what we have. And especially when we're dealing with like artistically minded people who think the world kind of revolves around them, myself included. Included. Uh, yeah, it's always an issue. It's always a balancing act. Try to throw as many nice people on a set as you can. And, uh, you know, just so that you can remind yourself that there are humans out there. But, you know, that's not Well, that's something I like about you. I've never, ever met someone that didn't like you. I've talked to people <laughs> that have worked with you across the board. I've talked to people that you don't like, and they still like you. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're out there. Trust me. They let me know uh, every once in a while on Facebook. But, you know, hey, Paul, you still an asshole? You know, I mean, something like that. You know, say, <laughs> No, I'm kind of a dick. But, you know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> But, well, that's it, but it's, it's, you've worked consistently and you've worked in a lot of films and I've mm. never heard, when I've talked to anyone, I've never heard anything bad about you. And that's very rare. It can it be, very, but, very you know, I, mean, and, and, and I will say, there are some people out there that, that will loathe me, but, you know, that's, you, you're just going to pick things up. This is how it works. Well, them. Um, I'd like to remind everyone, every time somebody uses bad language on this show, we give money to um, the Humane Society of America, the Boys and Girls Club, and free MMA, and it is matched by Voice America. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang, shitty, shitty, bang, bang. All right. So uh, <laughs> now Alexis, Alexis, Alexis wants to throw cap. things at me, so that's there we go. She said, I hate you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. It's, it's interesting. All right, guys, I think we have to go to break. I, I don't have access to notes now, so I'm hoping my timing's right. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the differences between Pixar and Disney. I know you guys wrote in for Dr. Russ, but he'll be back next week. Mm. Uh, we're going to be talking about the difference between Disney and Pixar. And mm. somebody wrote in about why I asked if toilets were the big... I said, oh, we'll talk about toilet humor and how that's changed. And what in the kids' films. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin, host of the Militant Moderate, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I apologize. I had a whole bunch of technical difficulties. Part of the joy of this show is I can do it from anywhere. It was set up that way so it could fit with filming schedules. Mm-hmm. I've um, done I- it from the bathroom at least six <laughs> times over the course of my year here. Dare you to, quit, dare you to figure out which ones. All right. So we've, we've got it set up that way, but the catch is when you don't have a good internet connection, um, I sound like mushmouth. So that did not work. Uh, yeah, you sound like the like you're with somebody drive through with that speaker ordering a burger. Yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> the, the cut in and out. Like. Yeah, well, I, had, I had I had somebody on Twitter say it sounds like I'm trying to conduct it with a dick in my mouth. So yours is better. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that, there's there's another bit for the humane society. Okay. Moving oh, on. my my question was I'm going to quote Sophia Vergara here. Uh, what the hell's wrong with that? <laughs> I mm, so okay. Yeah, there's another reason I love that woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. She is a wonderful person. I get a think. Okay, we were. What were we going to talk about this segment? Um, I could talk about Sophia Varaga and my unhealthy attraction towards her <laughs> all the way to a court arraignment. All right. So, yeah. All right. And you know, I got priors. I, I got. So, I got. Yeah. I got a thing for a husband, so I can't say much. We're going to talk oh, about kidding. Disney. Oh, my God. Have you seen that dude? It's not fair. Oh. I, uh, I, I've, I'm Jesus, actually. I'd go back on the pill for that guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Joe oh. yeah, we're actually ah. looking at using him in a new show. And Alexis's first comment was, don't you dare. I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that mm. that's good. <laughs> Yeah, it's wonderful when you it's 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 really interesting though when you get to know the people they always yeah. become less attractive not in a well, bad way uh, i don't yeah. i don't know him i haven't worked with him mm-hmm. so so he's still kind of that movie star person that that actor far away once right. you work with them and you have to get them on set and they're complaining about stuff and i have to deal with it it's really easy to deal with them. <laughs> like, uh, that one time I, I was around a $8 million actress who farted. That'll do it. I'll do it. And and I promised her I wouldn't say anything. And I'm still saying that to that day. So, you know, it, <laughs> no, I, I Sorry, dear. I'm still not saying it. See? See? I, See? I really want to know who it is. Um, you. So the difference between Disney and Pixar. God, Paul, we are bad at staying on topic. Uh, the main difference between Disney and Pixar, Pixar is more exclusive. And 
they use the same set of writers again and again. Disney kind of goes for the more princessy thing. Pixar goes for the more friendship thing. That's that's really the main thing. Pixar's yeah. more bromance. Disney's more romance. Yeah, and Disney just distributes their movies, from what I understand, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, although Disney's been, they've been getting good. I mean, I think with uh, there was a very very underrated Disney cartoon called Meet the Robinsons, which I absolutely oh loved. that was fucking fantastic. I know, and that was kind of when it started. Started, it's like wow, okay, here we go. All right, we can do this too. You know? Yep. So let them. Meet the Robinsons was fantastic, mm-hmm. and they used a lot of Disney's own quotes. And I really, really liked it. I mean, there are some quotes from Disney. Don't start with me, Twitterverse. I know. There are some <laughs> quotes with Disney that are not okay. But yes. he also has certain, some inspiration. Certain sect ones. of people he wasn't really fond of. That kind I, of, yeah. yeah. I, I, my, <laughs> it's my set of people. Just, just, it's, um, just Let's just go with, he, he created something wonderful that now everybody can go into. You know, so that's fine. So, yeah. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a wonderful thing, but Pixar and Disney are getting closer and closer to the point that it's more difficult to tell them apart. Um, mm-hmm. The the big thing though is the romance versus bromance. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, well, it took them a while, and I think they uh, I think as far as Disney goes, they kind of got that too many cooks in the kitchen thing, you yeah. know. And they're always looking at bottom lines and stuff like that. Whereas the Pixar people can be like, well. Pretty much everything we've made has made a profit at this point. Even, like, Cars, which I thought was one of the weakest bit of their franchise. It's like the second highest toy-selling franchise of all time. Second well, only to Star selling, Wars. Toy selling is important. Because oh, um, yeah. so, Nickelodeon cartoons have been cancelled and Cartoon Network cartoons have been cancelled because they didn't sell enough toys. Right. The more corporate something gets, mm-hmm. and I'm not knocking corporate. I love corporate. I know how to deal with corporate. I, I hate when things are loosey-goosey and all independent because that's anarchy to me. But, <laughs> when, you know, when people are smiling, that's anarchy. Um, but the, the bottom dollar is important and Pixar is getting more bottom dollar oriented than it used to be. It's kind of pulling a Nickelodeon. When Nickelodeon did Once Upon a Time, all kinds of weird shit. Is, you know, they had Rocco's Modern the, Life. Is it, because, and, is it because of their sequels? You know, because they've kind of like, like Pixar. Yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of sequels now. You yeah, know, with, uh, and they never and, did. That's that's part of it. It's right. part of it, but it's also the creativity. If you look at um, Nickelodeon, its main driver is SpongeBob SquarePants, and mm. Once Upon a Time, it was a lot more diverse. They had Our Real Monsters, Rocco's Modern Life, Cat Dog, like all of these shows that were very experimental. That were um, the Hidden Temple show, they came up yeah. with the slime thing and I, on that. And I, got, and I got to give them credit for their Adult Swim thing, which just really yeah. allows people to get really weird. Weird. But Nickelodeon has now kind of backed off of that, and the main driver for cartoons is SpongeBob. That's where all of the money is going, and that's a very corporate decision. Give the lady um, what she wants. So there you go. You know, if that's what they want, that's what they want. And, well, it's it's really not. It's not a good strategy, and I see Pixar doing it, and I've seen Disney make this mistake, and I've seen MGM make this mistake, and my own beloved Paramount has made this mistake oh. countless times. Of course. Um, you know, BET has done it. Everyone's done it. As soon as you go on one show and you mm-hmm. rely on that one show, 
you are fucked. Yeah, eventually that show will fade because things fade with time. You know, uh, how how many shows can you say were amazing up and through their eighth season? Well, I know? think we talked about this last week. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, um, and, I can and, only name a couple. <laughs> you know, Cheers on the Family, uh, and Seinfeld even kind of annoyed me. But that's only because Jerry annoys me. Yeah, not his fault. I just his his comedy is just not my thing. But that's it. And it's when you start making a shift like that, the smartest strategy when you're looking at distribution and you need eyeballs on there mm-hmm. is to bring up other shows. Yes, you can have your driver, but your driver will die. So make sure you've got three or four stacked right behind that. Hey, if you like this, you'll love this. You know, Bingo. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's it's building on that strategy. Well, and Nickelodeon. We also, but we also kind of saturate the market when everything looks the same. You know? It doesn't, but they, Nickelodeon was known for being experimental, and that's what mm-hmm. they needed to keep. And they didn't keep that. They really should have. And what's going to happen... They started to make real money. It, yeah, they got that's, corporate. That's and then they brought happened. in some asshole like me. Like, the minute you bring somebody <laughs> like me in, you're fucked. Everyone's crying, and we are Hi, going with I'm going to make you a shit ton of money, but your <laughs> stuff is kind of going to be, well, you know... <laughs> You'll be, how will you sleep at night? On a giant pile of mud, whatever. Yes, okay. that's that's essentially it. It's, it's bad, but I oh, see man, Pixar I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of the doing the same teenage, thing. If you ever read the original, when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I read the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, comic books. They were dark. They were bloody. These guys were psychotic. But then a shit ton of money is offered to them, and now they're all cowabunga with pizzas and toys and stuff like that. And I don't blame them for a second. You know, one well, of the wives ent- got like a quarter, mil- quarter billion in the divorce. So, you know, there you go. We ended up with uh, He-Man because Conan wasn't child-friendly. Things are driven by oh, toys. Yeah. They're driven by money. They're driven. that That's the driver. And yeah, I, I think... Thundercats? Was that the first cartoon? I fucking that love was, Thundercats. That was given to uh, television stations for free in lieu of commercial spots for the toys. Yeah. So there would be no cat. I believe that there was no cash exchange, but there was, you agree to have X amount of commercials, for not only toys, yeah. during Thundercats, but it'll be during their other shows too. And yes, I Thundercats just- was a great show. I fucking love Thundercats. I've been trying to get my hands on that like you wouldn't believe. They did They've done a reboot that looks they, stupid. I know. I was I've been trying to get I have been trying to get Thundercats for like 5 years. They mm. cuz they did all all the others. I'm like do Thundercats. I want Thundercats and Voltron. I can do those. Yeah, Nobody will give me Thundercats and Voltron. It's really getting irritating. I, I, if you've seen it, it looks I've seen some artwork and it looks like it's like a My Little Pony thing. I don't know what's going on with them. You yeah. Know? Not it's... knocking My Little Pony because I knew. Look, I got an unhealthy thing going on with Hello Kitty, so uh, I, I can't. I, really I know you call the people out there. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, it's. I I gotta say though, I I love Thundercats. I grew up on Thundercats. <laughs> I grew up on like Astro yeah, Boy. Yeah, yeah. I grew up on Astro Boy. was awesome. So that was, I. Yeah. We made my brother be Snarf. He hated it. 
like my cousin would be lion and I've got my other cousin's panthro and I'm playing Tigra and like we're little kids and we're all playing this and my brother wants to play and he's the youngest you get to be the comic relief you get to be the comic relief that doesn't carry a weapon go ahead well, my, yeah, my oldest cousin it. is the one that turned around him he's like well you have to be snuff like it's playing crying. Smurf and wind up being the cat yeah I mean he's yeah. like he's like I don't want to be snuff my cousin's right. like, well, then you, you can't Brainy play. Smurf, you be uh, Brawny Smurf. You be who gives yeah. a living shit Smurf. You know, I That's get it. it. Yeah. Well, so Lennon comes over after he's been told he can't play my brother. You're welcome, <laughs> by the way, for saying your name on. And he comes uh, he comes on over after and he's crying. And he's like, I want to play <gasps> Snarf. And he just did the little Snarf noise to, to join in the game. It was it was uh, sad. Yeah. Money to my brother. I know because there's one of my favorite lines in the movie. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, well, it's a, it's, it is a very, it's, it's kind of a, a hack on liberals. But whenever my brothers played cowboys and Indians, I was always played the Chinese railroad worker. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like give that. away, give away. Try to figure out which movie that's from. All right, there okay. you go. Guys, if you can tell me what movie that is from, hit me on Twitter. You, I will remind me to tell you on the break. Definitely. I will right. give you a ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest Sedona and True Rest Las Vegas. Hey, yeah, I did that. All right, cool. I'm, I'm contributing. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to, of course, the people that look after us whenever we're in Phoenix. They looked after me and they looked after Paul, a, uh, a loft Phoenix airport hotel. Thank you very, very much. You always look, us, uh, look after us for Comic-Con. And they're little soaps. I'm still using them. You're still you know? using the little soaps? Those, those um, are great. Those little blue things they have with the little things. That can, yeah, it was awesome. It's a good you hotel. Know. I like it. Um, Aspen Mills Bread Company, Debrazini Skin Care, Offroad Rentals because they always do our giveaways, LA's Lip Squad by Sonia. I know you guys have been telling me you've been ordering it, but you need to go through Sonia, so I'm going to put up a link. Spa Blend Facials, Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios. Thank you, Adrian, for always getting me red carpet ready. Scott Haskin Music, he does all the intro music um, here. AZ Corpse Crew and Alexis's uncle, uh, grandfather who owns Griggs Vacuum. Somehow you always end up on my list, even when I'm talking at Comic-Con. For the people that sponsor me, Alexis is like, Griggs Vacuums, Griggs, Griggs Vacuums. And I'm very excited. After the break, we'll be talking to Nathan Rickle. He's worked on magazine shoots, film shoots, and he's the owner of Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon in Palm Springs, California. We're going to be talking about how to get red carpet ready. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. When we come back, make sure you have a pen and paper because we're going to talk about how to get gorgeous for red carpets, how to look good on camera, um, even when you feel like shit. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I know I've had a lot of ride-ins on Twitter um, asking about how to get red carpet ready in the past and how we look wonderful uh, when we're exhausted, especially when we're on, you know, going to a lot of openings and film. Well, at, at least 50% of the people on this show, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, half the people on this show. Um, to talk about that and a whole bunch more, I'd like to welcome... Nathan Rickle to the show. He's the owner of Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon in Palm Springs, California. He's done everything from magazine shoots um, for clothing, Calvin Klein, Donna Karen. He's been on film sets from uh, The West, The Longest Yard, let's, Believe let's, in Me, Make It Fear, 310 to Yuma. I know, I'm reading his, I'm like, he has a really let's long have, bio. Let's have him tutors. Let's give us the highlights, man. Uh, let's have G'day, him tutors. Nathan. Welcome to the show. Can you, give, yeah, can you give us the highlights? What was your favorite thing you worked on? Um, my favorite thing, actually, honestly, would be The Missing and with Tom Lee Jones and Kate Blanchett. It's a oh, long time ago. And no- yeah, Sissy Spacek, right? I think that's the movie I'm thinking of. The Missing. No, game. no, this was now about 15 years ago. Yeah, I'm kidding, confused with Cold Mountain, sorry. But yeah. Yeah, no. That, that oh, good movie. Woods in it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie, and it was nice. I think the biggest part to that was just who we were working with and how creative everybody was on that movie, which was um, just a pleasure and a great learning experience as well. Now, you worked on, I loved, uh, you worked on Terminator Salvation. You've worked on, like, 310 to Yuma. So you've worked on futuristic pieces, period pieces. You've done a whole bunch. Yeah. How did you get into doing that? I've had people ask me how to get into doing hair and makeup on films and it's, it's just not my forte. <laughs> um, I actually got into it. Um, you know, I, my big mouth and asking around 
I was actually working at a hotel at the front desk and a film came in and I just asked them if they needed any help and they couldn't find anybody in the area. So they finally said, sure, let's give you a try. I've had theater experience and fashion experience prior to this, but I had really started in film and didn't know how to do it either. And anyway, so by doing one day, testing me out, I realized what it took to do so and then went to L.A. And at that point, you had to take a test to get into the union in 706. And so went through the process of doing that and then the dues to do so. Um, currently, it is still you, you have to do the dues and uh, you don't have to take a test, but you do to be a journeyman or do anything in as far as leadership on any of the films, you do need to take some cor- some classes and to make sure that, well, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, so we are letting you put tiny little brushes in north towards people's eyes, so it's kind of important. That you right. That. <laughs> yeah, so there is that. Yeah. On, bigger, yeah, on bigger films, you know, you are going to have to segment yourself out. Are you specializing in makeup or are you going to specialize in hair? And that's because you don't cross uh, over your department. Yeah, when I know a guy who specializes in film. contact. He specializes in contact lenses. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, you could specialize in anything. I specialized uh, for a long time. They were just doing wigs and wig hair pieces, and that's a big aspect. You work with a lot of special effects people and prosthetics when you do things like that. So it really has such a broad spectrum of your of ability of specialization if you wanted to, um, but. You know, that's a film. When you're working with fashion, you tend to sometimes do it having to do both parts, hair and makeup. So, again, a lot of times those things, don't, that doesn't translate from one to the next uh, area of the beauty industry. Um, if you're doing a lot of fashion, you're doing a lot of more beauty, um, and you're doing both hair and makeup versus film, you tend to do one direction. Now, I know uh, a lot of people write in and ask, because I get, before I do red carpets, I always have hair done, I have makeup done, I, you mm-hmm. know, end up looking like um, Outback Barbie by the time I'm done. <laughs> what advice, you know, I couldn't get myself Out? ready for a carpet. Wait, 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 wait. Outback Barbie? Okay, yeah. I've never heard, I've never heard of you. <laughs> uh, I had to come up with something Australian. I went with Outback Barbie. Fantastic. <laughs> I okay. Well, with the blonde hair and and pretty face, like you do, yeah, I can see I that. get it. I get it. <laughs> but you still look like you could cut a person. So I yeah, get it. Yeah. I get it. That's because I'm kind of a bitch. That goes with it. But the uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> and neither did uh, you, Nathan. You didn't say it. You didn't say that either. You didn't say that either. But uh. You know, I, I couldn't get myself ready. If I had if I had to get ready for a red carpet, I would end up with like makeup on my eyebrow. You know, I'd end up with like lipstick on my eyebrow because I'm trying to rush out, or I'd end up with makeup on my clothes. I know me. I've had disasters when I've had to get myself ready for stuff because I'm running late or running behind. What are the biggest mistakes you think people make before they go on red carpets or events? If they want to look like a million bucks, what would you tell them to do? Um calm down on the makeup. You don't need more to be pretty. You need less to be pretty. Less is so more, too many times, Less is more. Yeah, too many times I see the ones that do it themselves or they have somebody, unfortunately, very inexperienced. 
um, doing the makeup. They might be fashion makeup artists or they may be YouTube makeup artists or things like that where they tend to layer upon layer upon layer over contour, overdo things. And today's HD uh, cameras really can pick up on the thickness of the makeup and they can pick up too much powder, too much anything. You can do all those things, but nowadays you really have to make sure the golden rule really stands with makeup. Blend, 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 and light. If you do not do light, it'll show up that they have thickness on their face. I remember working on a Lifetime movie right around the Mm -hmm. time HD cameras came into place, and it's just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That actress, who will will remain nameless because she's a wonderful person, and I get it, Uh, she, yeah, she went a little off the rails after that one, after she saw some playback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, the Instagram makeup is in right now, and I'm seeing people Mm -hmm. start to bring it on, on red carpets. Now, it's not a lot of the actors, but it's a lot of the dates that they bring or, you know, people yeah. that come in general. They're doing, like, a lot of the Instagram makeup. I don't even think I could do my eyebrows like that, but I know it's coming from, like, <laughs> the, the Kim Kardashian realm. Yeah. Um, it, it's just that really ha- heavy matte makeup. That and you're I right. could be a cartoon character on Nick at Night makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's, it's yes. just, I get it. I can see what you mean. I never thought about it, but you're right. It looks like it was put on with a painting troll. Like, it's mm-hmm. way, it way too thick. Right. One of the worst you can things... get the same mm-hmm. look. Go ahead. Oh, no, I want to hear what you have to say. I'll no, hold you can my get question. the same look, that beautiful, if you want the Kardashian direction, go for it. If you want feeling of the very natural looks, uh, looks. You can still get that without having to do thick. It's just about making sure you understand and you know your product that you're using. And that makes sense. What is the worst mistake people make with hair? With hair? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I just want to know. I want to know the cardinal sins here. Um, I think the biggest mistake that I feel somebody does um, is trying to go too, too big. Or, or they're thinking that they want that soft, uh, romantic look, and they do the same thing that everybody else does, which is the basic beach wave, and try to tease it out, and it just makes, makes it look like a frizzy mess. Makes sense. You find your own style, you know, because there was that time that yeah. everybody had the Rachel, and it just got ridiculous. You know, everybody has a Rachel, and then everybody's doing the whole Chloe Kardashian beach wave type of thing, and it's like, mm. okay, I, I get it, but really, let's be creative. And if you're on the red carpet, we already know you're creative. You're, we already know that you have a talent, and have the people around you who's doing something expand themselves a little bit more, be something more than what they normally see you. Makes sense. And for men, I, I just I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the man bun really has to go. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Just, that, yeah. I would just pick a scissors and chop it all off of everybody. It's like the side ponytail that women had back in the 80s. You know, it's just like, hey, really? What's with that? I don't get it. I really I'm, don't. I'm literally sitting with a side ponytail right now, but it's low. So I've got to clear that. Um, I did get in. I do have to say uh, we just got a news alert. Um, the One of the creators of Spider-Man, Steve Ditko, just died. Oh. Okay. He's 90. So. Okay. Yeah, you created a lot of them. Yeah. So, I'll look them up. I have to do that. Um, hmm. So, thoughts and prayers to his family. He did some really cool stuff. And from the film world, thank you. 
Now, if I'm going to like jump right back into it, I know it sounds callous, but I'm like, people are always dying in Hollywood. It's just, it's the thing. Um, what advice, if someone's going on a red carpet for the first time, they can't always get a hair person or a makeup person. You know, I always tell people wear black and before you go out, hold your dress up to the light and make sure it's not see-through. Um, yep. What advice would you give to people who are going on auditions or red carpets or trying to get noticed? One of the big things is keep it classic, keep it real. Um, don't try to be out so outside the box. Make sure that you are showing yourself and not the mask that you're trying to portray. Um, it's I think so often they try to be, I got to be so much more noticed. If your presentation is cartoonish, if it's too much of anything, too much of the hair, too much of the makeup, whoever you're coming to, coming in front of to say, hey, who, who, here I am, they're going to be so focused on those cartoon aspects of you that they're going to not no notice you yourself. And if you don't make an impression at that point, you're going to be forgotten. Actually, that is fantastic that advice. That is really good advice. Yes. What advice? Now, I know guys are starting to wear makeup on the red carpets. They always have, but now they're being honest nothing about wrong with the little. There's nothing wrong with the little foundation, okay? I, I yeah, don't have a problem on. with it. I have a problem with the unkept <laughs> beards. It's the wild yeah. beard phase has <laughs> to go. Yeah. What advice would you give to guys going on the red carpets or going on auditions when they're trying to use a little cover-up? And not get caught. Make sure it's matte and make sure it blends in correctly to your skin and your skin and light, 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 light and avoid powder. I've, uh, yeah, baking, baking got really popular for a while. Baking? Yeah. I, the thing is, it's really knowing who you're, the foundation, knowing, play with it, look at a different lighting. Um, ask people, do you see that I'm wearing it? So before you do it, because it's it, when well, ask a guy to see if they notice if it's a, if on you. If you're a guy wearing makeup, ask another guy if they're wearing it. And don't ask a girl because their eyes are already focused on not seeing inconsistencies of skin tone, and they're not notice their eyes are. And another dude will be happy makeup. to call out call you out for looking crappy exactly. in your makeup. Right. Yep. Been there. I know you're going to be like, yeah, you look like my girlfriend right now. That's not what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, you look like my ex. So, yeah, okay. There's a yeah, reason I left her. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> it just yep. writes itself sometimes. I mean, seriously. All right. So, uh, what, now, normally we ask what would be the uh, your best experience and your worst experience working in the industry? Uh, my worst experience and my um, worst experience has always been walking into play, feeling like I'm the cleanup crew. I had one show that I was on that I did and they had to do three weeks worth of reshoots because of the original, um, department head for hair, um, would, did not maintain continuity or do anything. So for hair, gotcha. they had to do three weeks of reshoots. And then they brought me on, so I had to be the cleanup crew and make that ha make it all look good. Uh, now, thankfully, I feel like I did. <laughs> so that was the worst experience to make up, make that up. 
and your best experience. Did we get to that yet? Did I miss it? No, nope. not yet. Okay. Um, best experience. Best experience was on a photo shoot that I did, and we ended up pulling in um, some of the local homeless in the area and how all the models really took the time to say hello to them and get to know a lot of them. And we ended up, after the shoot, spending the rest of the day at one of the shelters. Um, it was an improv, too, just helping them out. And I think that just kind of shows the direction of sometimes we forget that some of these people are just people and how generous some of them can actually be. And, yeah, I think that was just one of the best experiences I've had with that so far. Oof. Yeah. I was okay. actually on a movie that we uh, shut down a mission so that we could shoot in the mission. And yep. we took the homeless people out of the mission and put extras in there playing homeless people. We were turning people away because oh. they were hung. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's we, a little we, more common. We, we, we lost karma points yeah. that day. I like Nathan's experience better. <laughs> that's I, was better. Someone else, I would have I would have loved I to would... have experience, trust me. Yeah. Now, oh, that was a good experience. If you had to looking at the red carpet, who do you think has the best and worst makeup, best and worst hair? On a general aspect? Sure. The best that normally consistently ha that I can say has looked Good, um, Jennifer Lopez. Mm. I can see that. Okay, she has a great team. Sometimes they're a little creative, and I'm like, all right, you know, they're playing on some unique thing. And, you know, to some, this might be not right, but um, unfortunately, a lot of times, ones that I find the worst, and yet oddly intriguing, would it be Sarah Jessica Parker. Hmm. I, I the reason her. is, is I think she's a unique and beautiful person and has it, but I think sometimes that her makeup artists don't play it up enough and it kind of, or it, they don't go all the way with her outfit to with her hair. Like, I think there's sometimes they're missing too many times. I see it. I'm like, if they just take it just a little bit further, I would be like, you're awesome. And, and then back, and then therefore it's like, uh, does that make sense? It does. It's the, they're, they're, beautiful, but I they're think, too safe. Yeah. Rather and than it's pushing. Like she, she has such a unique, beautiful, natural aspect that is just out of the norm that I don't think that enough of people, they might be afraid to expand on it or to do something with it. So they just, make it kind of floppy. They're just going to go, eh, okay, here you go. And that's where I go, eh, you know what, come on. She's a very talented person and is willing to express herself. You know, you know I could see that within her and I and have had the opportunity to meet her. And I, just from that moment of meeting her, you by going, you have a lot behind you. What's She's going really on with cool your person, team that's yeah. really expanding you? Then my next question would be, who has the best hair and who has the worst hair? From the red carpet? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... Or, I'm trying to think. Hmm. I can tell you the worst decade. That would be the 80s. Nothing that was good came out of the 80s. Well... <laughs> well Anyone that still has 80s, 80s hair. Is coming back, though. You know, that's the funny thing is... is 
the eighties is definitely coming back and there's little aspects. And as you're uh, always talking about the side ponytail and that is still a big trend to do something like that and really create it. I think um, if, if people just simply binge watch, like I'm currently binge watching glow. If you just watch that, I think of the desire to emulate those hairstyles would just kind of go away. For me, it's the big curls right. on the fringe. Like, I have ringlets. My hair is, is natural ringlets. If I do nothing to right. it, I have ringlets. And, you know, um, because it's kind of naughty and I do a lot of blow drying and straighten my hair or whatever. But they would have, like, the big curly hair like I have, except they do it with a straight fringe that's blow dried right. and sprayed in into, like, this giant hump. I guess the ones that I would have to say, and it's not just one person, I think a lot of them have, everybody's done this at one point in time, when it looks like you're coming off from Toddler's Interior's pageant hair. That's yeah, when I say it's really horrible. I've, I've made that mistake. <laughs> I've made that mistake. And you know, for the, at so one yeah. point, most everybody has done something like that or another. Yeah. I have not in there. at least 20 years. So, no. okay. <laughs> but I think that right now everybody's trying to play safe with their hair. Their hair is just kind of not an ex not. They're not using hair as an accessory right now on the red carpet at all, and they're not using their makeup as an accessory on the red carpet. I think on the, when the Met Gala was around, the one thing that I was so disappointed in was it was most everybody's makeup was very lackluster. Their outfits were phenomenal, but their makeup and their hair was like eh. See, I'm finding with the Met, it's getting too predictable, um, even right. with the fashion. Oh, that's the really, getting... really weird-ass one, normally, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, okay. it's a big fashion event, kind of boring, really oh, easy to sleep yeah. through, just FYI. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but... I try. But I think some of their <laughs> outfits were actually pretty phenomenal. I just don't feel like they took it all the way through the hair and makeup in most cases. Oh, I think some of the dresses are great, but like this year, the, yeah. the theme was um, Catholicism, and so everything was, yeah. you know, really kind of done that way. I actually like I loved what Stephen Colbert wore, but it's very. I absolutely expect exactly what people wore for them. I, I expected it. I would love to right. see something I didn't expect. I'd love to see someone stand out. And in all of mm -hmm. that, with everyone being so over the top, nobody stands out. Right. But that's where, if so, you wanted to stand out and something like that, that's where you, they can take the whole thing, do the hair, do the makeup, do it all, and then they would stand out. I mean... I, I agree. It, whereas, I think that's brilliant. They didn't, and most of them didn't. I mean, even Madonna in her outfit, which was that black uh, outfit, it's like... She could have gone all the way. Rihanna could have done something bigger with her. She had the whole um, poke hat and sparkles yep. and so on. And it's like, I mean, I would say well, the one time that I would say that Sarah Jessica Parker had more makeup than everybody else did would be at the Met Gala because most everybody else had was blah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, even... Um even Kim Kardashian, who usually goes over the top with everything, even her makeup was neutral. Which yeah, is not yeah. something... There's, there's not really nothing neutral about that woman. But, you know, she's, Check her out at the Met Gala. She pretty, sure she's an an, pretty sure she's an android of some sort. So, um, She just has a really good facialist and does really good Botox. Like, really good Botox and fillers. 
Now, uh, we yeah. are getting to the... We're getting to the end of the show. If people want to come see you, get their hair done, I know you're at Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon in Palm Springs, California. Um, mm-hmm. If people want to follow you on Twitter or find you, where and how can people find you? Instagram, hashtag Nathan Rickle, hashtag Tiny Bubbles Salon. Facebook, Tiny Bubbles Salon, Nathan Rickle, all the above. It's really, really easy to find me and to find the salon. So I'm, I'm going to put up downtown. some links. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to put up some links so people can find you to your social media. Thank you. And your downtown Palm Springs. We're right in the heart of Palm Springs uh, downtown, uh, close to the new development on Takowitz in between Indian and Palm Canyon. You have really cool decor i love the inside of your salon it's actually it's really really cool Thank so you. if you guys do nothing else just go stick your head in and check out the decor it's really cool <laughs> got a beautiful designer come on in everybody and uh we look forward to seeing you all thank you so much for being on the show with us this week thank you and i look forward hopefully we can have you on again and i love talking about the met gala stuff with you we're going to have to bring you on after some of the award shows or uh the big big events and dissect it because no, Paul doesn't do that with me. He's mean. I, I just don't care. I just don't care. I try. I just I don't care. All right, <laughs> guys. Uh, remember, if you well, want you. to uh, check out Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon on Facebook, Twitter, Nathan Rickle. We're going to put up some links. Of course, you can find my co-host. He has. A- a show called The Militant Moderate from, for the uh, libertarian friends of his out there, all you crazy people. Um, you can find him on SoundCloud. So I'm teasing, Paul. SoundCloud, Stitch. Stitcher and uh, iTunes. Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, follow on Facebook, like us on Twitter. I know I messed that up, as always. And, of course, the YouTube page. So. We'll put up the links. usually do. Um, Nathan, thank you so much for being on, Paul. It's mm. wonderful, as always. Thank uh, you, Summer. Guys, thank you, Paul. No problem. Guys, we will see you next week. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. Thank you for all of your questions. I'll try and answer them on Twitter. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.